Okay, you guys, here we go. She Runs Ultras, episode number 67. What's the worst that could happen? (laughs) I don't know why I'm laughing. I just love the title of this episode because it's something that I say to myself a lot these days. And I wanted to do this particular topic because I was chatting with a one-on-one client the other day about some of her big scary goals that are coming up in late summer, fall of this year. And one of her biggest fears and worries is, can I actually do this? Now, if you remember, we actually talked about this in the last episode, 66. So make sure you go back and listen to that one if you haven't already. But that's kind of what's coming up for her. Can I actually do this? Her brain is whirling around, going a million miles a minute, thinking about all the stuff that she doesn't know, all the stuff that she needs to do, everything that she has to practice. And What's happening is it's coming up with a worst case scenario without actually saying what that worst case scenario is. So it's sort of dancing all around it without ever hitting on the thing. So rather than let her sort of spiral out of control, I asked her this question. And the question is, what's the worst that could happen? And I'm asking you guys this same thing now. When it comes to your race, what's the worst thing that could happen? If you're like most people, the first thing that's going to come to mind and maybe even the worst thing that comes to mind is the dreaded DNF, the dreaded did not finish. But I always ask, is that really the worst thing? Like, is that the worst thing that could ever happen to you in all of your existence? Spoiler alert, the answer is no. But all that really means, all a DNF means is that you didn't finish the race. All that means is that there are a set of circumstances that led to you making the decision or depending on the race, someone else having to make that decision for you that you're just not going to continue. But what we do as humans is like amplify that and make it seem like something about us. Now I'm raising my hand over here because this is something that I used to do all the freaking time, all the time. Like if I wasn't good at something, it meant one of a million different things. And my brain would offer me one or many of the following, right? Like, see, I knew I couldn't do it. I'm not a good runner. I suck at this. I never should have done it in the first place. I should just give up running. My friend, coworker, mother, partner, father was right. This was a stupid idea. What was I thinking? (laughs) All the things, right? You're probably laughing and shaking your head, nodding in agreement, hope like maybe that this is something that you have experienced. But I want you to really hear this next part, okay? And that is, none of that is true. None of that litany, that list of things that I just fired off, none of it's true. And if you actually want to like really dig into it, I would argue that the exact opposite of those things is true. That DNF has just taught you exactly what you need to work on for the next time. And if you're walking away from a DNF and you don't know what led to you having to stop or being pulled from the race, then you miss the lesson entirely. DNFs teach us a tremendous amount, but if you're not paying attention, you'll miss the most valuable lesson of all. And yeah, a DNF sucks. Like we don't train and put in all this time and effort to just show up in DNF. Like it's obviously not the outcome that you wanted. But again, it's just a set of circumstances that occurred. Don't ratchet it up to a whole other level, all right? 
So a DNF is one of the worst case scenarios. What are some of the others? So we sort of went through this exercise, my client and I, and we just sort of listed off. Like sometimes we think things are catastrophic in our brains, but when we start to verbalize them out loud and start to list them out and make heads or tails of them, we get to see like, "Mm, actually like a DNF in the grand scheme of things is really not the worst case scenario. So some of the other ones could be like, you get injured, you could have stomach issues, you could get lost, you could miss a time cutoff. These are all possible worst case scenarios when it comes to the race. And yeah, those are all unfortunate, but they're not the end of the world. And they gave you valuable information for the next time around. At least that's what I have chosen to think about those set of circumstances, right? And you could even like boil this down to like a micro situation that happens inside a race that you don't even DNF, like you get lost, okay? Multiple times during ragged, I've gotten lost because, you know, the course markings, they're there, but if you're not paying attention, you can miss a marker. And so, you know, every time we got lost or I got lost, whoever's responsibility it was to keep us on course, that would just reaffirm like, okay, head up, eyes forward, pay attention. And I found myself over time when I would have normally been head down, looking at the ground, trying to pay attention to my footing really starting to make more of a concerted effort to look up, scan the trees, look for the markers. And a couple times I saved myself from getting lost again. And so again, if you just, if you have this tendency, that's what I'm going to call it. If you have this tendency to sort of beat yourself up over the smallest of things over and over and over and over again, it's not going to be, it's not going to be helpful. It's just not like you're missing these opportunities to learn valuable information so that you can keep getting better. All right. So my point with all of this is it's never as bad as you paint it out to be in your mind. Instead of trying to avoid it altogether, what if you were to invite it in? which it sounds crazy, right? It sounds crazy. Like, why would I actively want to think about the worst case scenarios? Like, isn't that actually like inviting it in and like bringing it to the surface? Aren't I like willing it to happen? No. My advice is invite it in, sit with it, think about it, and really experience it ahead of time. Because by doing this, you're going to gain two things. The first one is that you're going to be able to see what areas you need to focus on in order to feel more confident in your abilities on race day. So case in point, Kate from the most recent Run Your First 50K group, it was very concerned about missing time cutoffs. And that for her is kind of like a worst case scenario. And so what we were able to do was pull down the data from her race and say, okay, What's the overall cutoff time? What's the cutoff time to the first aid station? Second, so on and so on. And by doing that, we were able to come up with a pacing strategy that would help her stay on track from one to two to three to four to however many aid stations. So she would know what she needed to do. If she just sort of let that be worst case scenario and she just let her brain run rampant and be like, oh God, I'm going to DNF because I'm not going to make the time cutoff. I'm not going to make the time cutoff. If you go back and listen to the last episode, we talked about productive versus unproductive thoughts and this sort of rampant worrying about, oh, I'm going to miss the time cut off. I'm going to DNF. Like 
that's her worst case scenario, but her brain was having all sorts of these unproductive thoughts and not actually digging in, like inviting in the worst case scenario, sit with it, think with it, and really experience it ahead of time. And by doing that, she was very resistant to it at first, but by the time we sort of worked through the problem, she was like, oh yeah, I can see how now this isn't actually the worst case scenario and I have a plan to move forward. So the first part of this is when you invite it in, you'll be able to see what areas you need to focus on. The second part of it is when you invite it in, you will have diminished the severity of the thoughts and the feelings or the emotions for the next time that it happens again. So if you have this recurring thought of, I'll just use Kate's example of missing, not hitting time cutoffs and DNFing, then it's, if you keep sort of like pushing it down every time it wants to bubble to the surface, it's just going to like bubble harder. Like it's just going to keep coming up and every time it's going to feel bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger until it's all you can think about. But if you invite it in and you sit with it and you think about it and you really play it through all the way to the end, you, you almost knock the wind out of it so that the next time it comes up, you're like, yeah, I have a plan for that. And right, like you're not such a big deal anymore. So instead of trying to avoid thinking about the worst things that could happen because you're afraid that, like I said before, that's somehow actually inviting them in, like conjuring them up to happen, I want you to go all in on your fears and your worries. Follow them through and see what happens when you play them out. And you just ask yourself, what's the worst that could happen? What's the worst that could happen? What's the worst that could happen? And you just start to see where your brain takes you. And then the kicker is you have to use that information to guide your training. Okay, so take what you learned through sort of those investigative sessions. And it doesn't have to be like this long, drawn out thing. It could be while you're on your run and you have this thought that comes up like, oh man, I'm not going to make the time cut off. And while you're running, you just sort of play it out. Okay, well, you know, I I know I have 10 hours or whatever the time cutoff is to make it to, you know, mile 20. I need, that just means I need to maintain X pace. I can do that. Like I can work tempo training sessions into my training now so that I'm more prepared on race day. Like that's how this works. Okay. So if you're signed up for your first 50 K this year, chances are you're, this probably really resonates with you. Like you're having a lot of these sort of worst case scenario fears. It's been my experience that the best thing that you can do for yourself in this situation is try not to bury those thoughts, just like we've been talking about, but rather, like I said in the episode here, like bring them to the surface and lean into them. And the best place for you to do that is with a group of your peers, like other runners that are going through the same thing and with a coach that can help guide you through the process. So if that sounds like a place that you'd like to be, the next round of Run Your First 50K starts in April and applications for the program are open now. So if you want to get some more information, read up on it, find out if it's for you, go to www.runyourfirst50k.com and that's where you'll find all the stuff, including the button that you hit to submit your application. So that's run your first five zero lowercase k 
com, all one word, smushed together. That's the URL. That's all for this episode, you guys. Remember, lean into the fear, ask yourself what's the worst that could happen, and then use what comes up to guide your training. Enjoy this beat, and I'll see you all soon. Oh, 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 oh,